0: From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Arianna Bravo and this is the Autosport Podcast. A tricky, wet qualifying session has ended with Max Verstappen taking pole position ahead of the Williams of George Russell. Yes, you heard that right. George Russell will be starting on the front row tomorrow after an incredible lap that even saw him on provisional pole for a moment. On the second row, we have Lewis Hamilton alongside Daniel Ricciardo, who will start P3 and P4 respectively. But it was the other McLaren that looked set for a strong result today, after Lando Norris topped the times in both Q1 and Q2, but then suffered a nasty shunt at O'Rouge at the beginning of Q3. Thankfully, Lando is okay, but it did bring an abrupt end to a qualifying session that was looking very, very promising for the Brit. The changing nature of the weather today proved challenging from the get-go, with Q1 delayed by 12 minutes due to rain, and when things did get underway, the Williams drivers led the pack out as the only two drivers running the intermediates. Despite a spin by Latifi, the Williams pair proved that the Inters were the tyres to have, and the rest of the pack switched from full wets after every driver had completed at least one run. Although several drivers, including Ricardo Alonso and Hungarian Grand Prix winner Ocon, were under pressure at the end of Q1, Ultimately, Giovinazzi and Sonoda were knocked out in 16th and 17th respectively, while Mick Schumacher took 18th for Haas. Kimi Raikkonen did produce his best right at the end of Q1, but that was only good enough for 19th and ahead of Nikita Mazepin at the rear of the field. In Q2, the story was mainly about the Mercedes drivers having to pit twice to change their inters after initially being sent out on used sets. This put them out of sync with the rest of the pack and meant that they spent most of Q2 at the foot of the times and were sitting down in 11th and 12th ahead of the final runs. But after coming in to take a second new set of Inters for Q2, their third overall in qualifying, Hamilton and Bottas improved enough to get through safely. Behind them, Ricciardo jumped ahead with his final effort in Q2, knocking out Charles Leclerc in 11th. Nicholas Latifi took 12th for Williams, his best F1 qualifying result, ahead of Carlos Sainz and Fernando Alonso. Lance Stroll missed out setting a final Q2 time as he could not complete a late out lap in time and wound up 15th. Like Bottas, Stroll will drop five places on Sunday's grid for causing the second shunt at the start of the Budapest race last time out. Rain intensified ahead of Q3 as conditions switched back to drivers needing full wets after the intermediates had been the tyre choice of Q1 and Q2. Norris had set the fastest times in both Q1 and Q2, but reported some aquaplaning on his Q3 outlap, where Sebastian Vettel, following shortly behind the McLaren, called for the session to be stopped. After George Russell had led the pack into the opening laps of the shootout, Norris's correction to a slight snap of oversteer through the second part of Eau Rouge sent his car spearing left and into the barrier's side on. After Vetterwood stopped to check Norris was okay, the Briton was able to climb from his car and the session was halted for over 40 minutes as the wreckage was cleared away and the FIA assessed the conditions to allow for a restart. When it did, Esteban Ocon and Russell led the pack out on full wets, but they pitted at the end of their outlaps to join the rest of the Q3 runners on the Inters. Hamilton and Bottas therefore set their first timed laps of Q3, with Hamilton leading after the first Q3 runs had been completed, while Verstappen slotted in nearly a second adrift of his title rival at this stage. On the final runs, Russell, who had only just completed his first timed lap on Q3 and gone ninth fastest, stayed on it for a second successive lap and stunned the drivers trailing in his wake by setting what at the time were the best sectors of Q3 in the opening two thirds of the lap. Russell shot up to provisional pole, and while Hamilton could not do enough to take pole, Verstappen was yet to complete his lap, and a fastest Q3 time in the middle sector, allied to personal best in the other two, meant he snuck into that P1 position at the last moment with a 1 minute 59, the only driver to get under the two-minute bracket in the final part of qualifying. Daniel Ricciardo took fourth for McLaren ahead of Vettel, Gasly and Perez. Bottas took eighth with Ocon behind in ninth. Norris was classified 10th, but possibly facing a grid drop if the repairs to his car mean taking new restricted components or starting from the pit lane. Today, I am joined by Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports Grand Prix Editor. Alex, it's lovely to be back on the pod with you after the summer break. How are you doing?
1: Thank you, Arianna. Yes, it's great to be chatting to you as well. And it's, it's great that Formula One's back. I'm feeling uh, very refreshed after a nice, uh, nice fun summer break. And uh, yeah, what a thrilling session that took place at Spa today. I mean, yeah, it had it all, really.
0: It really did. Now, the weather, of course, made it a little bit more difficult. There's so much to talk about. Max Verstappen got pole, but we're going to start with George Russell because what an earth? P2 in a Williams. Where did that come from? I mean, I feel like everyone is still sort of shocked at what we just witnessed. What an earth?
1: yeah it's it's, it's really interesting from so many levels what what happened there first of all you mean you've got the sort of the intrigue over will he or won't he get a mercedes promotion for 2022 and then he goes and puts a williams which as we know is still the ninth fastest car overall onto the front row only just beaten by max Verstappen when it came to pole because pole was by the time but russell had set that that right at the end of q3 was a real possibility lewis hamilton couldn't beat him you know, the seven time world champion in the Mercedes, he ends up third. All those other drivers, Ricardo, Vettel, Gasly, Perez and the other Red Bull down in seventh, and Valtteri Bottas, his rival for that seat, in eighth. Really what a underwhelming statement. at the time. Exactly, exactly. I mean Toto Wolf has come out and said Mercedes has already made its decision I about twenty twenty two. He didn't sort of I think he didn't he, he just replied yes twice to have you made your decision. He wasn't he obviously wasn't giving anything away, but he has at least. Confirms that. So yeah, so that's the sort of you know the, the the fascinating sort of entertainment result in terms of the you know the, the you know the, the intrigue and speculation about Russell's future. But it was also how he and Williams negotiated that session was was just incredibly fascinating. I personally think because we saw them right at the beginning in Q one, they were out first on intermediates. Obviously they're at the front of the pit lanes, they're at the head of the queue, but. They were on the, the you know the the, the green uh, walls, the green colours on the sidewalls for the for the inters, whereas everybody else was on full wets. And that's pretty aggressive really. They didn't really know what the track conditions were were gonna be like, but Williams just figured that it wanted to get his drivers up to speed as early as possible on that on those tires. And it was a bit of a bit of a risk, it was mm. a bit of a gamble because it knew that that session was going to dry out, so that any those early laps didn't matter if you were on the full wets, as the rest were because it was never gonna be that was never gonna be where the times to go through were set. However what it did was give Russell and Latifi just an opportunity to learn and in those conditions every single lap you're doing with things changing especially in Q1 and in Q2 when it was sort of drying out you know you're going to be more you're going to be better off and better off and, and look at the result. Nicholas Latifi ends up through to Q2 finishes qualifies 12th his best qualifying position in Formula 1 so it really validates what Williams was doing there. Russell made it through to Q3 again absolutely brilliant um thank you three is interrupted i'm sure we're going to come and talk uh, talk about uh, lando norris he's massive uh shunter rouge and um, but again if we're going to sort of still focus on, on russell for a little bit first he he was he went through uh, ahead of of, of Norris um, at the start of Q3 on the, on the full wets because obviously it had rained just in case any listeners aren't aware it had rained very heavily between Q2 and Q3 so all the drivers reappeared on the full wets Russell goes up O'Rouge Rouge just about makes it through I think there's a plenty of aquaplaning on the straight beyond that and then unfortunately Norris just ha- catches a little snap of oversteer and sent to a massive accident. Um, at, at the exit bounces back onto the track Sebastian Vettel very vocal in saying you know I told you this should have been red flagged he was very critical of that and fortunately as we know now Norris is okay he's going to race tomorrow but um, but yeah big shame for him because he topped Q1 and Q2 but anyway sorry you asked me about Russell I keep getting sidetracked um, basically then by that point there was such a long delay with the barriers, um, you know, uh, needing to be put back with uh, Norris's car being uh, needed to be recovered all the day, washed away. Um, that there was about a 40 minute delay. And in that time, the track had dried out enough for the Inters to be the best tire. I didn't really look, look it when he went out. In fact, Ocon and Russell went out on the full wets. The rest, Red Bull and Mercedes nailed their colours to the mast, went straight back on the Inters, cleared up enough. And that was, that was clearly the tyre to be on because Ocon and Russell came in and pitted. But that, by that point, because of what Williams had done at the start of Q1, had prioritised getting through to Q3 by using up its four sets of Inters and, uh, uh, in earlier in qualifying. It didn't have any fresh Inters to go on to. So Russell was sent out on the uh, on, on used Inters, although uh, Dave Robson, the, the team's, uh, the teams of chief engineer, explaining that what the conditions were like early on in Q1, again, actually became crucial come the end of qualifying because A, there was enough water that the tyres weren't particularly damaged when they were taken off, and so much time passed... Because that was early on in Q1 and then the long red flag, but actually they were back in the tyre blankets and were fully up to temperature. So it wasn't too much of a disadvantage, Russell, having those used Inters. And, um, and then also they, they they committed to what Toto Wolff called a, uh, a risky but clever run plan at the end of Q3. So they sent Russell out, um, back back out Sorry, on the Inters, having exchanged the full Wetsy starts on at the beginning of Q3. Usual outlap. Then he did a prep lap. So they didn't use all the battery available to them. They didn't deploy it as, you know, that you would normally on a, on a really fast push lap. It was just get it in, get the tyres up to temperature, prepare almost as if you would, you know, like like on slicks, taking that extra time, building the confidence. And so he came through and actually did the ninth fastest time, um, which is sort of where you'd expect a Williams to be in, in Q3, mm-hmm. especially in these conditions, let's face it. And then the final lap, they committed, as, as Dave Robertson said, that to giving it everything. Russell got the full deployment of the electricity from the battery, everything, everything. Um, you know, give it all for this one effort. And it paid off massively. He's fastest uh, through sector one, which uh, in terms of Q3, that is, because obviously in terms of qualifying, there were faster uh, sectors uh, set when it was drier. But in Q3, it stood the test. Nobody beat him in sector one. In sector two, I think Verstappen ends up pipping him and that's crucial when it comes to to getting pole at the line for the Red Bull. But he was just staying fastest. He was going quickest and quickest, quicker and quicker, and nobody could beat him. And what a fantastic result for Russell, for Williams, and what a real clever way of of implementing the session as they did. So hats off to them. Well done. And now I know I've spoken for about a million years. So um, I better let you come back, Arianna. Sorry.
0: Yeah, but it was worth it because what we witnessed today was just completely out of nowhere. I don't think anyone went into today expecting Russell to wind up on the front row for tomorrow's race. It, I remember as as he was lighting up the first section and was going par I was like, oh, okay, looking good. And then it was like, no, 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 he's continuing it into sector two. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then it just continued, continued. And then when he got the provisional poll, I was like, oh my goodness, what are we actually witnessing right now? Because we all know he's an incredible driver, but he is still in a Williams. And the fact that he pulled that out of the bag, like we said, such a statement, incredibly hard to ignore, especially when, as you said, we had Bottas, who is, you know, his main rival in terms of that second seat down in eighth it was just an incredible incredible drive from him today and I think everyone shared this sense of happiness for him that he was able to pull that out of the bag in terms of tomorrow of course he's lining up besides Max Verstappen in front of Lewis Hamilton and Daniel Ricciardo it is still a Williams as I just said how do you think he will fare when it actually comes to race start and as the race plays out
1: yeah, I mean it's really interesting. And again, I know this is sort of a, a wishy-washy way to start my answer, but it, it all depends on the weather. On
0: the weather, <laughs> basically,
1: yeah, exactly. And whether it will it will be wet, as some people are expecting, or people I spoke to yesterday were saying it's going to be dry come the race. So nobody really knows what what's what's eventually going to happen. But essentially, Williams explained it's, it's, it's fairly um, it's fairly insistent that you know it's not got a wet weather setup on its cars, um, despite you know doing so well in qualifying. It's simply that things came together them came together for them so well in terms of executing that run plan also um, Russell overtook the two Mercedes cars before his final run in Q3 which I think Robson was initially a little bit oh has he done the right thing there they might have been able to give us a tow but actually made you have perfect track position so there's an element of fortune but there's also you know an, a much bigger element of Williams did gain this on merit if you see mm-hmm. what I mean like not in terms of the cut they've suddenly got the second fastest car but they just that, that, what their actions were deserved them getting the front row start now it's going to be st- if it's dry I think they're under no illusions that they won't be able to stay there because simply having the ninth fastest car in the dry you know in, in general conditions in 2021 they are going to be overtaken plus it's Spar it's very easy to overtake Bottas will be starting down in 13th with his penalty Stroll is down the order you know he's he's starting right at the back with his grid penalty they're going to be able to recover because of you know the fact that you can overtake at Spar with the DRS zones with the nature of the first and second sectors being so sort of straight heavy long acceleration zones so it was dry a bit more difficult for Williams however you know as I said they've, they've said they've not got uh, a, a wet weather um, setup on the car it's a pretty typical spa setup they haven't changed the rear wing all weekend robson says they're straight down the the middle in terms of the range of the gurney flaps that they've put on the car so th- i they don't think they're going to do horrendously like i they, they, i wouldn't expect russell to, to to drop completely like a stone it's just going to be very difficult to keep a mercedes behind him or or you know um a mclaren things like that you know the cars that you would expect the sort of second and fastest cars on the grid and 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 and, and things like that but equally He's got nothing to lose at turn one, whereas Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton do. So maybe he'll maybe he'll go for something tomorrow. But if it, if it is dry, if it is wet, rather, I think the team are much much more confident just because it just introduces that element of randomness. It's the great equaliser. It's the cliche. And also again, if they can execute as they executed today, they know they can get an amazing result. So yeah, why not?
0: All to play for for George. Now, when I was watching the uh coverage earlier, I did hear somebody, I can't remember which uh reporter it was or commentator, saying that actually, you know, for Red Bull, they have a bit of a Mercedes situation around them because George could play as a helpful uh counterpart to Lewis, given that he is vying for that second seat and, you know, he is... A Mercedes driver, as such, in terms of engines, do you think that we'll see any of that tomorrow, or do you think it will be pretty uh pretty fair play throughout and it will just be focusing on his own race
1: well, i think uh, I think that's an interesting theory, but I think <laughs> if George Russell has the potential to score a podium or score a lot of points for williams I think that. that that is what he's going to be taking yeah because a you know, I don't. I don't buy the conspiracy theories of, of well, Bottas took them all out at the start of Hungary. Yeah, to help Hamilton. Well, that, clearly, he clearly he didn't. That's just that's just nonsense. So, no, I don't think um, I don't think uh, we'll be seeing anything like that. If Lewis Hamilton is pressurizing George Russell, I don't think George is going to be shutting the door particularly aggressively. <laughs> I think he's sensible enough to know that that's not a fight that's worth having but it's not a fight that's worth having anyway he's only going to harm his own race to try and keep that Mercedes behind when as we've said at Spa it's probably going to be very very difficult so you know if it came to it that Verstappen has escaped out of La Source and up through Eau Rouge then you know George is never going to catch him anyway may as well let the the Mercedes go if it comes to Hamilton putting in an an overtaking move and then trying to, to fight everyone else behind but um but yeah you know I'm sure I'm sure he'll 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 do, the, uh, do what's best for him in terms of both approaches to get the ma- maximum amount of points and also not upset Mercedes. But I don't think that actually means he'd be out to try and upset Verstappen and Red Bull.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that he will be very focused... Um on bringing home a solid result for Williams, personally. I think that you can see how much it means to him to do well for Williams, um, regardless of what his future is, potentially with Mercedes, or whether it is, you know, more time at Williams. It really means so much to him and the team to bring back solid results after all the work they've put in. So I have... High hopes that it will continue into tomorrow because they definitely deserve it after the incredible performance today. I want to briefly touch on um, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Mercedes more more generally as well. Obviously, Max getting a pole position, the crowd, you know, ecstatic as we would expect. Um, solid, solid start position for him. Meanwhile, Mercedes looked a little bit scrappy, I guess, today. We saw them having... Bit of a moment in Q2 when they put them out on the used inters, then had to bring them back in. Seemed a little bit off balance today. What did you make of the Red Bulls, including Checo Perez, obviously, who finished up a bit further back as well, and then the Mercedes?
1: yeah again it's, it's like i said the, why this session sort of had a bit of everything really in that with with Verstappen taking pole Hamilton ending up beside him and, and behind Russell as we know it's just the perfect situation for the title fight because you've got the driver who's behind is um ahead on the sorry, behind in the points is ahead on the grid so you know if Verstappen were to win then that makes things things closer between them it means that Hamilton's got to go aggressive to defend his his points lead and things like that um so yeah, so in terms, of, in terms of Red Bull, there's an interesting, there's an interesting, interesting theory and it sort of ties in something Lewis Hamilton was saying in the press conference, which is basically, he felt his car was a bit, bit of a handful in the wet, a um, bit bit more difficult. And that's basically because of the, the way Spa is, is that the teams always have to sort of do a set-up set compromise when it comes to their downforce. They've got to be as quick as they can be on the straights and the long acceleration zones are set to one and set to three, and then as fast as they can in the more technical um, corners in the middle of the track. So it's always a compromise. But the rain it doesn't make it more complicated it just makes it harder for the drivers when it does rain because basically the optimum way of doing things because you can't predict the weather is to make sure you're set up as best you can be to perform in the dry so essentially that mercedes and almost certainly that red bull too and as williams has said the williams as well is set up to be as quick as it can be in the dry weather in the race tomorrow in case it is dry because if it's not and you've got a massive rear wing on it and extra downforce you're going to be going completely backwards when it comes to comes to the straights and being overtaken so essentially what happens there is that mercedes the way it's air it's aero philosophy is that it's a it's a low rake car as we know it goes back to what we're talking about at the beginning of the season and why red bull have been able to catch up this year with the rule changes to the floors essentially they can trim out their drag that bit more than red bull when it comes to setting it up for the dry because the red bull is higher rake it just sits that little bit higher even if they've got the skinniest rear wings you know taking everything out that they can that's that's a, a disadvantage if it's dry and a sort of in inverted commas, a natural downforce advantage in the wet. So they're, they're as low on downforce as they can be, but they've just got that little bit more because of the the different aero profiles. So that probably helps Red Bull today, probably eases, eases, eases things for Max Verstappen, but he did excellently to nail that lap. Said he wasn't particularly happy about the tyres being, you know, up to temperature at the start in Q3. as for final lap in Q3, but it came to him and he did brilliantly. Perez underperformed. Again, we've seen that, you know, Red Bull needs him to be right up there, but tricky conditions. That that will happen, Um, or or, you know, there is the potential for that to happen. But then with Hamilton, I think that's what he's getting at. He's saying the car was a handful, other cars look like they have more downforce because that's just the difference between where the the two cars are set up. Nevertheless, he still does excellently. He's only what you know, less than three tenths behind Max Verstappen. It's just that George Russell is stealing all the all the all the plaudits and all the all the attention in terms of that by by slotting into second. Uh, And then with the other Mercedes, yeah, Bottas down in eighth is 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 really not very good, especially when you consider he's got. Five more places to drop because of his uh his terrible uh, driving at the start in Hungary.
0: Yeah, I mean Bottas is not starting in the position that he would want to be at all. He was never going to be starting in a great position tomorrow, but he's definitely made it harder for himself there. Now, conscious of time, I want to move on to as many drives as we can, but of course we have to touch on Lando Norris uh, next. So he had a very nasty shunt uh, today at Aurouge. At the time of recording, we now know that he is okay. He's been cleared to drive tomorrow, which of course is the most important thing. And we're very happy to hear that. It was a nasty accident though. And we have seen quite a few nasty accidents at that similar place. Um, But after the accident, there was quite a lot of discussion about whether, you know, it was the weather and the nature of the corner that, was the reason for the incident or whether it was him maybe being a little bit overconfident in how he went out and drove round the track. What did you make of it? Was it just a combination of all of those factors? Was it just pushing to the limit as the drivers, of course, always do their drivers? That's what, that's what they have to do. Um, or do you think actually, yeah, once again, it's, it's that corner. Um...
1: Yeah, very, very hard to say it's overconfidence on his part, because he would have just done exactly what he knew, was was working in terms of Q one and Q two, which he yeah. topped. He was driving absolutely brilliantly. Incredibly, was had, had he not crashed, exactly, had he not crashed, he w- he might have been up in second place or even on pole position. It's 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 him who we'd be talking about for a long time instead of George Russell. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate with an oversteer snap as he corrects it. It's that that tiny little things, especially with the rain having got heavier ahead of Q three, that was um, that was the yeah, went around very very quickly. And it was a very scary accident. Um, yeah, very very pleased then to see him walk away. And obviously now we know it's confirmed he hasn't got any injuries that will keep him out of the race tomorrow. It was it was. Very very sweet that Sebastian Vettel stopped alongside him, Checking was okay. Unfortunately, he was, he was able to climb out of the car. But yeah, I mean again, when it comes to Origin, I mean there's a lot of chat about it at the moment because of that awful accident. Obviously, Antoine Hubert um back in 20 um, 2019 um and Jack Aitken, you know, that crash in the spa 24 hours, so it's so awful. I mean, but the I understand why it's talked about a lot. The problem isn't the corner, it's the barrier it's, placement. Yeah. If they can find a way that if someone goes off behind into that runoff behind Eau Rouge whether that means putting a gravel trap there so that the drivers lift off more naturally they don't attack it as much or you know just, just means that the cars are you know, going into the barriers a little bit differently but it's mainly that the barriers need to be arranged in a way that they don't bounce back yeah. into an incident that being said there's the complicating factor of what you saw in the W series um, qualifying yesterday is that the cars yeah they bounce back but all the other cars arrived at the same spot so even if the car is sort of, I don't know it's, it's a really really tricky one but I don't think the problem is, is with the corner it's with the safety measures that are in there at the moment there are that is going to be changed for next year um, Apparently, the FIA presented a load of um, a load of information to the drivers yesterday that Russell and, and Verstappen said that they're very satisfied with so yeah don't think there needs to be any sort of knee-jerk reaction to, to things like that but they know there's a problem and they know they're gonna fix it and they will do that as soon as possible
0: Yeah, and we look forward to that because, of course, risks are to be expected in motorsport, but, you know, we don't want to take unnecessary risks that could end um, especially badly. Uh, But very glad that Norris was, well, has been cleared to drive tomorrow. And as we said, he really was putting on such an incredible show today, fastest in Q1 and Q2. It really looked like he actually could have even been set to get pole, like you said, didn't it?
1: absolutely yeah i mean he's he's having an incredible season an absolutely incredible season and um yeah you just you just wonder what what could have been for for norris i was in, i mean you know obviously i've got i rate the drivers for autosport magazine and autosport.com yes. every week and i was wondering how is this gonna impact i mean obviously you've got you got a, you've got a one you know you've got, you've got to wait and see before the what he does in the race but you know just that little uh, that little moment you know george, george russell went through a region ahead of him and got through so you you'd sort of have to put it down to a, just a tiny arrow of just amazingly massive and awful consequences fortunately obviously as we say he's okay so but yeah just a tiny thing he got wrong it could have happened to any of them i think um i think you know they they were probably a bit ambitious in starting the uh, the Q3 session in those conditions um but again you know it just it's just, it's just, it's just, it just, it just shows what what we're expecting of, of Lando now. He's done so well, and he's he's delivering it time and again in Q one, in Q two, and and probably would have done in Q three. So yeah, it's a shame that it ended that way, but it, at least you know it wasn't just a, he was the first one to crash at the beginning of Q one. He was on it. He was on. He had the potential to do amazingly well. So take that away as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Daniel Ricciardo, his teammate, qualified P four, his best result with McLaren. And, you know, I'm sure he's feeling pretty chuffed with that. It was a strong performance and even more so because actually in Q1, he wasn't looking as great, uh, but he clearly improved throughout the session and managed to pull together such a great lap. What went right for him in the end?
1: Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I I think, as you say, you know, there were moments where it looked like he might be knocked out Early on, and it was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going, right, I'm not going right again for Ricardo. But he's really rescued an excellent result for McLaren. You know, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not P one or P two as, as maybe Norris was on for, but P four is still, it's still brilliant. He's ahead of a Red Bull and a, and a Mercedes, and yeah, it's just about nailing it at the right time. You know, he just, he just, he just. Took the maximum out of it. As as I said, you know, these conditions do make it the cliched great equaliser. And he showed that, you know, he's he's still got the potential that we all know he has. So, yeah, I think he's reacting very well, I'm sure. And he gets the chance to to lead the line, lead the charge for McLaren tomorrow. And we'll see how he can get on in the race.
0: And a really good confidence boost to come into the second half of the season with such a good result when we know he has struggled earlier in the year. So hopefully it's onwards and upwards for him. And of course, he is starting ahead of Vettel, who we've touched on briefly. He was understandably very frustrated um, in Q3 that the session wasn't red flagged when he said it should be. And then, of course, Norris had his accident lovely moment where he went to check he was okay thank goodness he was went on to secure p5 and he's ahead of Pierre Gasly who again is just continuing with his consistency this season I mean just another really solid result for him in the AlphaTauri before we wrap things up I want to talk about the Ferraris because they were both knocked out in Q2 so what what went what went wrong there and what what can we expect tomorrow when it actually comes to race day
1: so it seems from what both the drivers were saying after qualifying that the team just got its timings ever so slightly wrong in terms of the conditions being at sort of the best in uh, in Q two and, and when it came to using you know new inters at the at the right moment and also I think that you know that that also there'll also be an element of, of of the run plans and things like that Williams nowed so well you know when are you giving all that battery when are you fully pushing when are you backing off and and recharging things and saving it and it just seems that. Both Leclerc and Science just seemed to hint that they just didn't, Ferrari just didn't get it right today, and that's cost them big time. Like Science, I think, was even in the pits. You know just as the checkered flag was falling and all the other drivers were finishing their laps obviously he was you know he was massively out of it because in such conditions it tends to be the drivers you know the last across the line has that has the best of them so yeah really tricky for ferrari and then in terms of the race we don't see it getting much better um we know ahead of the weekend the team was bracing for a difficult one we know that power okay it's better this year but engine power is still a big big problem for ferrari and it's such a power sensitive circuit that it's 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 always going to be really really tricky that said if it rains that element is minimized so there's the potential for them to move forward but at the same time if I you know if I were a Ferrari fan I'd be bracing for the worst and sort of hoping for the best
0: oh okay we'll have to keep an eye on how things unfold for them tomorrow that is all we have time for unfortunately so many drives that we haven't touched on but if you missed qualifying then of course make sure you catch up because it was well worth a watch today it was a very very uh hectic and exciting session so do give it a watch if you haven't already alex lovely to chat as i said thank you so much for joining me once again and i hope that you enjoy the race tomorrow i hope all of our listeners enjoy it too and we'll be back tomorrow with our extended coverage so make sure to catch us then
1: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment.
0: Your wine? Thanks. I'll pretend I know what I'm doing before
1: saying it's good. And I'll pretend I don't know you're pretending. Are you a gagillionaire?
0: Yeah, I have AT&T Fiber. The straightforward pricing has inspired me to be more straightforward. Me too. Ugh, this wine. I'll fetch you a better one.
1: Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com/hypergig for details. Sports, Social Podcast Network